there are events that test our mettle and our resolve. As we move through this crisis, how are we coping, adapting, fighting on? Join us for local stories of perseverance, creativity, and contributing to community as we showcase Detroit area leaders who share their thoughts and stories and discuss how they and their organizations are managing adversity and serving others. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward and Metro Detroiters who are pivoting, evolving, and moving ahead. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward. I'm John Gay. It's often said that the worst situations bring out the best in people and organizations. Certainly true of home medics based here in Commerce, Michigan. With me is Daniel Kaufman, head of corporate strategy and new business development for FKA Brands, the parent company of home medics. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, John. It's great to be with you. So let's start at the very beginning in a pre-COVID world, which seems like a century ago. For our listeners who aren't familiar with home medics, what was the business focused on before all this started? We're a personal care manufacturer. And for 35 years, we've been leaders in the health and wellness space. What that means is that our primary focus is on how do we impact our consumers' lives on a day-to-day basis from when they wake up in the morning to when they go to sleep. So our business specifically focuses on sleep, one of the most important things in your life, the air quality with our air purification lines and our humidification lines, your body and how you feel with our massage lines and our diagnostics line, which is our blood pressure monitors and our pulse oximeters and various other products as well that are more on the health side. It really does seem like a long time ago when we first started hearing about COVID-19 and coronavirus. So as your family learned about the pandemic, what conversations were had about how you could help, what could change in your supply chain, what could change in the focus of the business? You said it. It feels like it's been three years since this whole thing started, and it's been a month, basically. And we've we've barely slept over the last six weeks. You know, we recognized pretty quickly that with the closing of some of our major retailers, Bed Bath & Beyonds, Best Buys, et cetera, Macy's shutting their doors, we knew that we were going to kind of hit a brick wall with the categories that are primarily sold through those channels. And when we turned around, we said, we need to find a way to keep the business afloat. And then we thought, what a better way to utilize our supply chain and our resources in China to be able to bring in PP, which at the time, Michigan, as you know, is one of the most heavily hit. Yeah. And that even was before that, but we knew it was coming and we wanted to do whatever we could to help. It started to supply hospitals. From there, it's exploded. Obviously, you know, everybody's going to be needing to wear masks, businesses, everyday consumers. So we basically took our supply chain immediately pivoted. We took multiple factories, partners that we already had. As an example, one of our factories with our air purification line, they were already working with filtration devices. And they understood they were working with the exact same paper that is needed, the melt-blown paper that is needed to make the three-ply surgical masks. Mm -hmm. So it was an immediate connection. That was our first foray into it. We learned a lot through working with that factory, converting some of our production lines of the air purifiers over to create masks, the capacity. And then we took that learning and we carried it through to various of our other manufacturing partners. So with so many people in China and all these factories and China being the start of this whole outbreak, there are a lot of people making PPE in China, but you had to make sure there was a quality control aspect of it and make sure that what was being produced for you to use and bring over here was going to be compliant with CDC guidelines, correct? Yeah. John, you have no idea what's been going on over there. We're lucky 
that we have already been manufacturers of class one and class two medical devices. So we have an internal compliance department that has a lot of FDA experience. And that is the only way that we have been able to navigate this PPE situation. Because a month ago, we were not in the PPE business. So we knew nothing about it. And while we did create some medical products, we never really supply to medical facilities. That wasn't our world. You know, we're traditional retail, regular consumers. So we utilized our internal compliance department to be able to vet out these factories. And without that, we would have never been able to succeed because there has been an immense amount of forgery and fake documentation that we had to be able to sift and work our way through. The actual quality of the products, if we did not have our 80-person China office there is no way that we could guarantee the quality of the supply that we're bringing in, which is something that at this time we're very proud of because we have vetted over 70 factories and we are currently only working with six. Wow. That's by choice. That's by choice. So we would have never been able to do that without both the compliance department that we have that's working around the clock and our team in China that's slaving away right now, running around to various amount of factories, knowing how important it is that we can get this product here as fast as possible. And it's been crazy because we go into these factories and they'll send us the reports of the melt blown fabric, which is the fabric that has a global shortage right now, Mm -hmm. um, which is what's really difficult and and kind of the pinch point in the creation of these surgical masks. When we are doing the testing on the fabric, we're finding that some of these suppliers are putting in fabric that's only stopping 40% when it's claiming to stop 95 to 99%. Wow. Okay. As low as 20 And it's crazy because you look at what's going on and there's so many brokers and so many people that many of them just trying to make a quick buck, but also many of them that are genuinely trying to help. Yeah. But the problem is they have no way to vet. They think they're bringing in great stuff and they're not. And I've talked to hospitals. I've talked to Fortune 100 companies who've had to toss millions of masks because they got them. And the melt blown paper that I'm referring to wasn't even in there. It was just cotton. It's been crazy. So that's where we were so lucky that we had this compliance department. And frankly, it's just been a godsend that we had the boots on the ground in China that allowed us to navigate what we're calling the Wild West, because it really is. I mean, every day, new regulations, new guidelines from China, new guidelines from the US, what you can ship, what you can't ship, fake goods, fake certifications, it never ends. So Daniel, with it being so selective as to where you can accept these products from and what factories you can work with, what kind of numbers are we talking about for amount of PPE that you've been able to bring in successfully and that you plan to bring in? Uh, I don't have the exact number for you, but easily over 15 to 20 million. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, this is an extremely fluid situation, Of course, but based on where the world is going and the conversations that we're having right now, we are expecting hundreds of millions of masks. That's tremendous. And we're doing everything we can to, you know, one important element is we have multiple designations of masks that we're keeping. For example, from day one, the medical facilities and healthcare providers were our number one focus and wanting to supply for them. And we have made sure that we have a certain supply that is specifically only going to the medical facilities. And that is our top of the line product. The best factories that we work with, those are the ones that are designated for medical. So you've got a priority, obviously, on those frontline workers and first responders, those working in the medical community, but also with your family being here in Metro Detroit for so long and the company being here, you've also put a priority on that equipment going to Metro Detroiters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a 
very important element for us as well. And we've we've worked with the first phone calls were to the Henry Fords, the Beaumonts, various businesses within the area, assisted living facilities, all within Michigan. Those were the first phone calls we made. And we did our best to take care of everybody that needed and that was interested. We supplied first to Michigan. That was It was a huge priority. We've donated thousands of masks, I think up to 50,000 masks at this point we've donated, thermometers, pulse oximeters, uh, doing everything that we can to assist. And for anybody listening who doesn't know, a pulse oximeter is what? You put on your finger and it will give you your blood oxygen level. And okay. it's actually yep. very, very helpful right now. And it's something that really everybody should go and get because it's a very good way to monitor whether you should be going to the hospital or not. If your blood oxygen level goes below a certain amount, I don't off the top of my head remember, I believe it's 93 percent. Mm-hmm. That means that it's way too low and you should probably go, you, you should go to the hospital. And the issue right now, what they're finding and why I say that everybody should have a pulse oximeter is because there's a lot of articles that are coming out right now that this disease is acting in a very unique way mm-hmm. where you don't even feel how low your blood oxygen level is wow. where normally you'd feel it and you'd feel worse. And people are coming in with such low blood oxygen levels and the doctors can't believe that they didn't feel anything, but it's a silent killer. So it's something that now people are recommending, doctors are recommending everybody have one just as a precaution. If you start to not feel great and just generally, it's something that you might want to just continue to check during this crazy time just to stay on top of it to be safe. Very good advice there. So we talked about the pride that your family has had here in the community and One of the cool sights a few weeks back was an LL Israeli plane landing at Metro. They are not an airline typically flies to Detroit, but you were able to work some connections with them to bring some of this product over from China. Is that right? Yeah. So when this whole PPE thing started, at first we were trying to work with regular FedEx, UPS, et cetera. And there's such a backlog on cargo planes that we kept getting bumped. So we quickly realized, you know what, if we want to guarantee, it's going to cost us more, but if we want to guarantee the supply that we're promising to these hospitals and healthcare providers, the only way that we can do it is by controlling our full supply chain. So we went and we worked with various airlines to secure private charters. And they're not cargo planes, they're passenger planes. So we can't even fit as much as we'd like to because we can only put it in the in the hall. We, it's not the entire plane. So sure. we worked with a couple different airlines and we just couldn't get deals done in the beginning with any of them. And the one that came through was El Al, which for us, it's special. Alon, who is both my father and the founder and CEO of the company, is Israeli, grew up in Israel, went to the Israeli army and uh, moved here at the age of 23. And to have the first airline accept and be able to help us in this critical time, being El Al and having the first flight ever arriving to DTW was a pretty special feeling. And actually, funny enough, now after that, El Al created a partnership and now they're going to be flying, I think it's 150 flights or something like that with another partner of ours. And we kind of made that connection. And now it's something that's taken a life of its own. That's really, really great to hear. Last thing I want to ask you about, Daniel, is, you know, your company before this started was making a lot of UV air purifiers, UV sanitizers. You talk about the efforts to ramp up production on those and how important those are in terms of purifying the air and sanitizing, whether it's a cell phone or anything around, right? Yeah. We were very bullish on the UV category prior to COVID-19. We made a big bet saying, you know what, sanitization is important 
And the phone, it all starts with your phone, right? It's with you every single place you go. It's your third arm. Yep. And if you don't keep this thing clean, it doesn't matter how much you wash your hands. It doesn't matter how much Purell you put on. The second you pick this thing up, all the germs are back on your hands. So that was the first focus for us. And what was really important to us was to make sure that it's something that can be sanitized conveniently and on a regular basis. Okay. There was already phone sanitizers as well as other UV products on the market, but all of them were stationary and they were something that you'd use once a day. Okay, take this, put your products in there, put your phone in there, use it, leave it in there for 10 to 15 minutes once a day or whenever you're at home and whenever you find the time and that's it. That doesn't cut it. What happens after you go to the bathroom? Yeah. What happens after before you eat? What happens all the other points throughout the day? You sneeze and you're touching your phone. What happens throughout you know your entire cycle of your day where you can't sanitize your phone, you can't clean your phone. So that was our goal, was first and foremost to make sure that we can bring the consistency of sanitization through UVC sterilization to the average consumer, to be able to utilize. So we added A, our pop-up feature that you'll see on our phone sanitizer, allows it to be the slimmest phone sanitizer on the market so that it's very easy and compact to take with you. And then also when you pop it up, it allows for it to maintain the efficacy that's so important which you're not getting with a lot of the other products that are on the market right now. There is a ton. You, you can go to Amazon and type in UVC phone sanitizer and you will get 500 products. Sure. But I can tell you right now, if you look at those products and you look at the placement of a, some of them have bulbs, which those are mercury and they're not as effective. Other ones, if you look at the positioning of the lights, they don't work. They're not positioned properly at the proper distance hmm. to make sure that it is encompassing. The light is encompassing the entire phone. So I talked a lot about the phone, but really you can put anything into those sterilizers. As long as whatever's in there is getting hit by UV light, it will sanitize it, but it has to hit it. When certain products that are out there today are showing two bulbs on the sides and it's only hitting 10% of the product, you can be sure <laughs> that that product is ineffective. So that was really important to us. And that's what we're going to be spending a lot of time now is educating the consumer that, hey, pause, not all UV is created equal. Not all product is the same. You have to know what you're buying if you really want it to be effective. And we're really proud of the products that we've put together. And you're going to see a lot more launches coming in the next couple months from lower price point, as well as a myriad of different products that allow for various sizes of products, a lot of B2B products to help with public places, bathrooms, hotel rooms, uh, et cetera, to allow to continue to use this unique technology to keep us all clean, sanitized. I hesitate in using the uh, awfully cliched phrase, new normal, because I'm really tired of, of hearing that phrase every 30 seconds. Yeah. But as we move forward and as businesses start to reopen and as we start to leave our houses and not have to stay at home 24-7, people are going to be a lot more on edge and people are going to need to be a lot more careful and are going to be thinking a lot about germs and what's out and around them. So everything from, like you said, having those pulse oximeters to measure your oxygen while you're at home, if you have come down with this awful disease to being out and making sure your phone is clean and making sure everything is clean. It really is so important to think about the products that both you're making now for the consumer, as well as what you're doing for the medical community. Yeah. I think the most important thing, it stems back to who we are as a business. We have done a really good job of being in various categories that when you really look at your entire day, we are impacting it from start to finish and making sure that mm -hmm. we can take the sanitization aspect of what's necessary today 
into all those categories, we're working on that. You know, whether it's antimicrobial coatings to all of our products, whether it's adding UVC light into our air purifiers, which we are, adding it into our humidification products, which we are. Yeah. We're a family run business. We're just big enough to be kind of big, but we're small enough to be nimble, very entrepreneurial. And we always are ready to pivot because we are focused on the consumer and we're focused on what can impact your day now. That's what we pride ourselves on. And we want to make sure that we're market right. We're priced right. And most important, that we're effective. We're a 35-year-old business. We rely on our reputation. Trust is so important. We're proud to say that we continue to work to maintain that. And we've got some really great products and are excited for our consumers to be able to use them to better impact their sanitization and, and health overall. Daniel Kaufman from FKA Brands and Homedics. We appreciate what you're doing for the consumer. And we, of course, appreciate everything that you're doing for the frontline workers, you, your family, the entire company. We appreciate the time today and best of luck going forward. John, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being with you. Michigan Motors Forward is produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts in partnership with Tanner Friedman Strategic Communications. Subscribe for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are found.